tonight on the Goblin's Corner. Justin Heisman. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Corner. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And tonight, we're interviewing Justin Heisman. That's right. Justin Heisman is the lead developer for the Ultimate Games Master, an RPG companion app. UGM allows GMs the ability to import content, create unique adventures on your desktop, augment gameplay with sound effects, music, maps, messaging, a whole host of other really awesome stuff. And he's got a Kickstarter out now for the game uh, app. Justin, welcome to our show. Thanks, Eric. It's good to be here. <laughs> yeah, good to be here in the morning, by the way. It's uh, 6 a.m. over on his time, so uh, good on you to be alive and awake as well. Well, alive and awake. Yeah, that's, that's pushing it a bit, I think. <laughs> that's right. Well, you might be alive and awake at 6 a.m. I, however, would be just passing out. Yeah, you would just be going to bed. Yes. So first up, talk to us about Ultimate Games Master. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, Ultimate Games Master came um, from a frustration <clears throat> that I was having with having like many different apps running while I was playing my games. I mean, I'm I'm our I'm our dungeon master, our games master, and um, I had because I, I, I like to immerse my players, so I had a an app for running my sounds, an app for keeping my companions. I had maps all over the place. Um, and being a developer, um, I decided to put them all into an app and ran with that for a little bit. And then after, you know, a few years of development, um, we, we ended up with the ultimate games master, which is a four pronged attacked, um, kind of app, which caters for players, uh, GMs, spectators and streamers and authors. So you can author your own campaigns or even your own uh, game set and stuff like that in there as well. So if you're, if you're a game designer, you can design a complete rule system in there or uh, sort of use one of the uh, open kind of source rule systems as a base and then adapt that. So, yeah, that's how, kind of how it came about. And um, it's great. We've taken it to a few uh, games expos in the UK had really good reviews and uh, people seem to really love it. So we decided to kickstart it and um, see what happens. Sounds good. Yeah. This sounds like uh, a real mixture of really interesting things. You mentioned content creation, obviously, so you can write in it. Uh, obviously, I'm assuming playing the games because you mentioned sound and maps and stuff. So very similar to like what Roll20 does or uh, some of the other games as well. But you also have importing content so i'm assuming importing like homebrewed games or even maybe third-party material or even i guess official stuff from like D or shadowrun or some of the other game systems too yeah yeah that's it. i mean if you you know you've got any kind of game system when we're kind of out of the box we're uh putting the rules in for a lot of the open source rule sets like uh like the srd which is fifth edition there's an srd mm -hmm. 3.5 pathfinder one and two have got one and starfinder they're kind of the five um that we're we're kind of catering for out of the box um but you know if there's a, a an obscure one that we've never heard of um you can just enter the rules yourself and play along um very easy very easy to do works with like a, a very simple drag and drop campaign developer interface um trying to make it as simple as we possibly can and yeah it's very powerful 
and can kind of it brings everything together all in one one place like you say you can play play the game from it as well so you know you you've got complete networking um between the gm and the players and also the spectators so if you've got um uh, if you maybe you stream uh you can you can overlay a ugm on your stream so that you can display live stats on there like your hit points and you can watch them deduct as as you play and um and anything i mean it's very customizable so yeah you can stick whatever you like on on there and and play and have people watch it in real time that sounds super cool yeah very cool yeah especially with the fact that a lot of games now because of the pandemic have gone online this is a great tool to have mm. sure yeah that's right and you know you can import any maps you've got um and and one of the cool things about it is is you know anything that you create on your G, on your gm side of it you can send to your player so if you've got maps or handouts or or any any cool stuff like that you can and then they find it you can send it to them and it's all held within their character sheets so they've got access to stuff whenever they need it um like if they if yeah map of the realm so they've got a map to see exactly all the different cities or towns and stuff like that and they can go to them um but you can also if if they find uh, uh some dying bloke decides to hand them over a uh some kind of parchment with with some cryptic writing on it you can you can do that and then give it to them and then they, they've got it there so when they they maybe learn the language or know someone that knows it they can maybe translate it yeah, anything like that it, it's very powerful and and uh it's for us it was all about the immersion immersing the players into into your game without breaking that 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 kind of realism there so you've got um for a gm it's it's so easy to get bogged down with rules and bits of paper and apps and stuff like that where you just have it in front of you and you, it, it kind of once you've designed your campaign or whatever um it, it just it kind of you just read it and, and use it as a as a as a, as a notepad or whatever and a, and a mind jogger so you can see exactly what's um what's coming up what the player's gonna have any bits you might need to read out it's got auto cues built into it so if you do need to read out a whopping great paragraph of some of some text you, you can do that very easily and it nicely scrolls so you, there's no leaving the app you want to fire off a, a sound or a music track push the button uh, and off it goes um mm. with some nice cross fading going on so you know if they go from the tavern to uh i don't know a, a busy town or harbour or something, you've got a nice crossfade as you as they as they sort of segue into that that area. So yeah, it's I mean for our games it is really enhanced them and made and made, and made them yeah great fun. And um, you can do you can do some stuff in there that you probably couldn't do with pen and paper. Um, some simple things like you, you've got you can if you want to have a lot more secrecy going on. So if I want to fire off a message to a particular player or I want to ask them a particular question, I can prepare some questions if I want to, or I can free type it as I go. But, um, you know, if you get to say an area and someone gives you a note and they want an answer to a particular question, you can fire that off to one of your players and it will just pop up on their character sheet and they can just use your finger and go, oh, okay, uh, yes or no. And no one else needs to know about this. 
And so, so no more Discord, guys. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Now you don't have to have, like you said, now you don't have to have 15 different apps, That's right? That's it. Uh, and it's very easy. Um, you know, you, it's to create these things. It's like I said earlier on, it's just drag and drop. And, and there it is. Um, very simple. Very cool. So speaking of creation, will UGM be offering unique content as well as the ability to create content? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why, you know, we have gone with the subscription model purely because we, we've got a whole team. We've got a team of like five people working, working on the, on the product. Um, one of them's content dev. Um, so we've got campaigns that we're writing. There'll be uh, some, some homebrewed stuff as well that you can, uh, you can import into your own campaigns. Um, we, we work with like what we call a bundle system. So you, you drag in whatever bundles you want to use on your, on your game. Um, that could be anything from sound bundles, music, um, content like monsters or items, mm -hmm. things like that. So you can, I mean, for example, a whole game set is a bundle. So SRD 5.1 for fifth edition is a bundle. So you can put that into your app drag bits out of it if you want to use that um or even because it's all um self-contained in there you can pull in say a, i don't know a pathfinder bundle and drag some monsters into your into your fifth edition campaign if you want to do that oh see i like that so that's the mix and match yeah uh thank, methodology yeah because yeah. one of the things that other uh game systems do is you have to buy like everything mm. and and if i just want some monsters I'm either going to have to go find them and make them myself, or I'm going to have to buy an entire thing. It sounds like you guys have a, a little bit more of a modular system, mm. which allows you to customize your game. Yeah. Like you mentioned Starfinder, right? And I, I, you can throw any traditional D and D monster from Starfinder in there, go grab that, yeah, toss it in, update the stats. Good to go, man. Now you can play whatever you want. You can also snag some Starfinder monsters and drag them into a D&D yeah. &D game. Oh, now we're talking, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, there's no difference between a wand and a laser gun if you don't know what they They both go pew pew. <laughs> I cast Bible, I cast laser. Yeah, absolutely. I cast shield. That's awesome. So uh, obviously you're making an online game, but I have to ask because it's always the the nature versus nurture question for for gamers do you prefer online gaming versus in-person gaming I, I i like i mean we've always played with a mix and match because even though we've been hit by a pandemic one of our players and actually one of our team is lives in germany so mm -hmm. obviously he can never join us so he's always joined us um on zoom anyway um i mean i do miss the round the table kind of thing, eating food together while we play. Um, but using, you know, some, some of the online tools that we've got, it makes, it makes, um, non in-person gaming so much easier. Uh, and it does honestly feel like they're still there because you connected up and um, you still got all that aspect. Um, though, so, you know, I do like to, I do miss the in-person gaming. We do too. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, what we'll often do when we were playing in person is we would often have a, we'd have the big screen up and we'd have a game running or the map at least on the screen so that everybody could see it because uh, we weren't fancy. So we didn't have the TV that was the table, yeah. right. which we're working on that. 
Uh, but but and then everybody else could be logged into the app as well, looking at their characters. Now I don't have to carry around my books. And then yeah, I love the idea. If someone's you know far away, we've got friends in other you know mm. other cities, other states, other countries, in fact, yeah. and they can play with us as well. So the people that are there, they can joke around because you know it's the trash talk really that <laughs> that I miss yeah. is being in the same room and talking smack and you know just joking around. And so I think that this is great that you can incorporate both live play and online play with that. Yeah, and it's 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 good fun because like I say, you can incorporate your your live. Uh, and your and your non-live kind of play um and it this yeah it makes it makes it really good fun um but like you know going back to the 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 dragon stuff in from different gaming systems you, you, one, one thing you said about you know tweak the stats well you've we've got an action scripting stuff built into it so if you drag a monster in you can actually have it to auto adjust your stats based on your current game so it makes your hmm. drag and drop in of different gaming systems a lot more um, easier to do and quicker. So you know, cause... so I could drag a three point five monster into fifth edition and it auto update. Yeah, but you could say, okay, got... this. I'm sold. I'm sold, guys. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> and we've lost Eric for yeah. tonight. Good night, folks. Good night, folks. We're done. See you guys later. That is that's great, right? <laughs> because the calculation stuff. And, and trust me, I'm the kind of person that will break anything, which is great because I'm in user experience, but I will break stuff and I'm good at breaking stuff. And the fact that you, that the game is smart enough to calculate that is perfect. Yeah. Sure. That's a great feature to have. Yeah. So you can say, okay, you know, if you, if you pick a gaming system that uh, has like crazy amount of hit points, you can say, okay, well, when we, when we transfer any from this system to this system, the hit points is dependent on i don't know you, you can work it out yourself i mean um or add some kind of action script in there but we could do a simple thing is like okay whenever we drag this the hit points divided by 10 and rounded down or anything like that or when it's dragged in here your hit points is divided by the level then times by the equivalent D level or something yep you know it, it's it's very very customizable so it's um yeah it it's uh Makes it makes it as easy as it possibly can, but then you could then go it's like a step further. So let's say you've got, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm taking my my um, my team through um, Rise of Tiamat at the moment. It's a highly customized version because it had its uh, issues. Um, you hmm. can you can drag that entire campaign and pull it across and run it as a Pathfinder game. And it will automatically go through and say, okay, this skill is the equivalent of this skill, this skill, blah, blah, blah. And it will work it out and, and then create you that campaign based in D&D. So, or, or, or you can stick it in space and have it in a Starfinder campaign. So you can, you can transfer or you can buy a... Rise of Tiamat and Starfinder. <laughs> that would be... Oh. I'm for it. Yeah. I... Man, a skittermander with a needle gun. I'm just saying, I got you. Let's do this. Yeah, that's that's the next game we should play, really. It's Tiamat in space. space. It's got a very B-movie vibe to it, isn't it? That's pretty much my whole life. Yeah. It's just a B-movie vibe. <laughs> that's awesome. So you mentioned the fact that there are several options for RPGs that you can play in this. But what is your personal favorite rpg well my person i mean i i've always been a D guy 
um purely because that's what i was brought up with um back in the 80s when i was young <laughs> now we understand that yeah <laughs> I, yes. I i um i picked up uh i know i used to watch the cartoon you know the D cartoon oh yeah and it was uh on really early you never you could never record you you know you could never watch it on catch-up you had to be up early to watch it otherwise you missed it and that was it um and i used to love that um and and i i was like amazed that it was it was based on a game and i was like said to my parents oh can i get the book to this game didn't have a clue about rpgs at all i think i must have been like seven or eight at the time and that that was that was during the uh was it the satanic craze where oh, they yeah, thought, the like, satanic panic they, yeah satanic panic yeah and the, what is it the chick tracks where they're always like I, we're playing D and now we've summoned the devil yeah. only <laughs> i mean the only thing i summoned with like my nerd friends out there i wanted to summon a balrog <laughs> no luck yeah, and then that was all. That was all the thing. I mean, and and I never even knew any of that was Golsy because I was so young. I I didn't have a clue what what was actually going on in the world and what people were thinking of it. I think that was a bigger issue here than there as well, though. Might have been. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah, might have been. But yeah, they picked me up a second edition um, Dungeon Master's Guide, and I, I read. Yes, the book's right there. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. Yeah, I've got mine. Mine is <laughs> down there. <laughs> Yeah, he's. Yeah, I see. I see all the uh, fifth edition books behind you. It's you can't. I don't know if you can, you can't see it on the Zoom call, but if you ever look at our show, there's nothing it but a wall. Three point five there, five there. Nope, those are different games. Those are all. Yeah, those yeah, are all White Wolf games. And then your first and second are down there. Yeah, they're I down think. near the bottom. Yeah. It's it's oh, kind and of and behind me on this side as well. Well, but, it's because it's kind of like a. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the strata from rock formations. The sure. older versions go lower and lower. Yeah, it's and true. Yeah, my, my, more into the ground. My, mine well, are down, my early ones are down there, and they kind of get up. And right at the top there, so I mean, just out of camera, I've got like my fifth edition starter sets, and I've got a Stranger Things one up there as well. So yeah. And second edition also had a a, a serious love of box sets. Yeah. Mm. And those don't fit comfortably. <laughs> on the bookshelf it's never do but the planescape ones are nice yes i miss planescape i know i and miss dark sun i miss dark sun <laughs> I, that's what i mean I, I want them to bring back you know you mentioned the D cartoon yeah and we really need to get kevin smith to remake that because he already remade he-man guys yeah it's, it's not bad I, I enjoyed it I, I don't know why it got such bad press i mean I know, yeah he-man's not in it very much but so it's what? not it's it's the world, isn't it? And it's it's the characters, and they gave these toys a backstory. He gave yeah, them a backstory. I think it's great that did not exist. And and it's only half a season they've got so far. There's still the other half a season that's coming soon. So I mean, yeah, he's yeah, but people are in a hurry to whine about stuff. Fair mm. enough. <laughs> I'm just saying we got to get him on the horn, man. He's got to redo the D and D cartoon yeah. because I'm never going to see a D and D movie. They keep teasing it to me. And every yeah. and look, if it's anything like the other ones, then what other ones? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my point. That's my point. When are we getting the magic treatment for the D and D movie? Is yeah. what I'm wanting to know. Yeah, good, a good budget movie, and uh, yeah, but I, I, we I would be willing to just play the bartender at the tavern. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, just, I could do that. Yeah. I'd just be the guy lurking in the corner, just chilling, sharpening his knives, chilling yeah. in the corner, I'll, 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 in, in the goblin's corner. In the Goblin's Corner, in fact, yeah. yes. I'll dress me as a goblin in the Goblin's <laughs> Corner. I will totally do that. 
Well, this would not be a Goblin's Corner episode without a question of the week, and Matt's got one for you as well, Justin. So what do you got, man? All right, so we're going to move forward in time a little bit. It's 20, we'll say 54. You're sitting in a room surrounded by, you know, uh, VR or AR and cyberware. What is your flashy hacker name, and what would your visual persona be on the Matrix? Ooh, well, I've always gone by the name Sketchwork. It's just a name that's been cut, passed down, and it, it's one of my companies is was called Sketchwork Productions because I, I ran a I run a uh, a film and visual effect company as well. So that would be my name, Sketchwork, and that that kind of goes. That can be an old, it can be a, a futuristic kind of name. Um, sure. And my my like avatar kind of thing, I. I think I would probably be very Gandalf-looking, long cloak. All right, not, so you get the long beard. Probably, no, probably no beard. Not not an old Gandalf, but maybe a, a younger, but dressing like with the flowy cloak and the the young, fresh Gandalf. Yeah, the the the, the pre-aged Gandalf. I think yes. so. Yeah. Then that would be kind of how I would portray myself. Green. Gandalf the Electron <laughs> Green. What about you guys? Yeah, I like that. So, what would yours be? Because it would be a gremlin. Sure, it would be it. It would be a little gremlin, like like from the Gremlins movie, but it would be eight bit. <laughs> it would be an eight bit gremlin, and everything else would be full high res. Just me, I would just be eight bit. So all of the objects I interacted with would be complete high res. I would most likely be, um, atomic green. You know that. Uh, Commodore 64 Apple monochrome 2E green. monochrome yeah. green. My eyes would be red, though. Sure. <laughs> It'd have to be. Because Gremlin. Sure. And look like a little, a little glitch in the system. Matt? I have no... You and I both know that the chances that even in the future I end up a hacker <laughs> are slightly less than 0%. <laughs> I, I might swing back around the other <laughs> way, but... uh. You'd be the you'd be the ghost in the machine, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just go. So uh, I don't know. With my luck, I'd probably just like you said, right? I'd be the ghost in the machine. I would look just like me. <laughs> just, just standing like this yeah. the whole time. Like, what am What am I supposed to do well, with this nonsense? What does this button do? <laughs> I would I would make you a uh, I would make you a fairy dragon. That's what I would do. I would turn you into like one of the D and D monsters, like a fairy dragon or a beholder or something like that, just because. I'd take that. Yeah, yeah, I'll be a fairy dra- because I'd be doing as much chaos as a fairy dragon because I'd just be like, hmm, "What I'm does this string of information do?" Randomly press these buttons just yeah. back and forth. Or with, or with your AR headset on, you'll be like, "Ah, ah, ah!" <laughs> just absolutely steal steal the occasion one or zero out of a string of binary and just keep it moving yep <laughs> justin heisman is the lead developer for ultimate games master an rpg companion app justin thanks so much for joining us on the goblins corner today it's been a pleasure been a pleasure been good fun thank you it was nice to meet you you too did you enjoy this interview Write to us, info at goblinscorner.com, or you can reach me, eric at goblinscorner.com, or me, matt at goblinscorner.com. We're on all of the things. Here are a few of the things which we are on. Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, 
and Twitch as Goblin's Corner. Additionally, Instagram as The Goblin's Corner. Yes. And of course, if you like our show, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player, Twitch or YouTube. Click the five stars and like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the YouTube stuff. Yep. It feeds the hungry algorithm and gets our show out to more people. Indeed. And again, where can we find uh, your game, Justin? Our website is probably the easiest thing, and that's uh, www.ultimategamesmaster.com. Um, from there, you can access all of our social media stuff. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, uh, on YouTube. We're kind of everywhere, really. So, yeah, or hit us an email at letsplay@ultimategamesmaster.com. And they've got a Kickstarter, so definitely check that out as well. And that is searchable under at Kickstarter at Ultimate Games Master. That's correct. And they can find that there. That's very that's, true. That's where they really need to find it yeah. first. Go give them money, guys. <laughs> exactly. Give them money. That's all the time we have for tonight. Once again, my name is Eric. And I'm Matt. We'll see you next time. Good night. The Goblin's Corner is written and produced by Eric Holden and Matt Staples. Show song by the Mighty D20. What a wonderful guy. This is a subterranean production. The end.